Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Give me the hot sauce. And I'm playing with MJ, Scotty. Even Pax and BJ got more shots than me. (laughs) Give me the hot sauce. (laughs) (laughs) So did he say, he said, you you go, you know what's going to happen now, right? And I'd be like, no. (laughs) He'd be like, go get my belt. Hey, it's got to be five o'clock somewhere. National Margarita Day. Welcome into a brand new edition of the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast. We want to thank our good sponsors over at Bubble Up, the cloud reimagined, the new way to visually organize any kind of content all in one place. This is the 17th episode of Gimme the Hot Sauce, and we were trying to think of some famous number 17s in the sports world. John, what'd you come up with? Uh, Billy Kilmore. Yeah. How about uh, Chris Bryant? He's still a, a, he's still a cub. At least for now. <laughs> yeah, at least for now, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I guess you, you had a shout-out as well. You want to shout-out uh, your, your crew at the, the Bucks. Well, I, I just want to say some of the Bucks TV crew, I appreciate you following the show and, and talking about the show and, and uh, liking the stinger. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably yeah, taking a lot of heat for that. Are they yeah. calling you the stinger now? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to send a shout out to, to the Bucks TV crew too. You know, I, I appreciate your support. I know sometimes we're enemies, the Bulls versus the Bucks. I, I get that, but you know, I'm glad you guys recognize talent. Okay, I'm glad you guys recognize talent and you come aboard to give me the hot sauce podcast. We really appreciate it and keep spreading the word out there, Milwaukee baby. And they really think you're funny. Yeah, I am. You're the only person that doesn't. Okay, so you know, thank you guys. I appreciate it. The Stinger. The Stinger's back to work on Give Me the Hot Sauce. You know, Stacy's great at giving out nicknames, and that one is going to stick. I, I don't think he's going to have another one. Nah, nah. I mean, seriously, I, that's, that is a pretty cool nickname. Until Stinger. I shave it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of hoping you do, because it just looks like dirt. But, but we're going to go with it, John. We're going to go with the Stinger, because that's what you want to be called, and that's what you got on your lip, a Stinger. And we're going to have more from Timmy Whispers later in the show. He's got a, got a big story to tell us. Uh, Whispers. Whispers. I'll speak up today. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, we're coming at you uh, recording this on a Monday. Tuesday, 
the NBA are going to announce their all-star reserves. And Stacy, I'm starting to think now that Zach Levine's going to make that team. I know the odds that were looking against him early on, but the performances he's put up, eight straight games, averaging about you know 30-plus points a game, numbers that Jordan was putting up. I mean, he is on a really good roll here, and I think that uh, the national media and hopefully NBA coaches have noticed. Well, I would be completely surprised if he doesn't. I mean, there's nobody playing better than him, especially in the Eastern Conference right now. You could say Bradley Beal, but Zach has been consistently carrying this team. You know, they were down 20-something points the other night against Detroit, and he basically in the third quarter said, enough's enough, get on my back, yeah. and let's go. And, and it wasn't shooting back. jump shots. He was going to the basket, no, he his was, head down. He was and, attacking. He, yeah. he was kind of... It was kind of like, you know, Jordan-esque. I mean, seriously. I yeah. mean, I, I kind of got that feeling where, you know, says, he says enough's enough. I, I'm trying to get everybody involved in the first half. You you know, the guys are not making shots and, you know, whatever. You know, they got off to a slow start against Detroit. And third quarter, he just said enough's enough. From what, I, from what I've heard, um, what I understand was, was that, you know, Thadjik Johnson. <laughs> Another you know, great had, nickname. Yeah, Thadjik Johnson. One of the leaders of that team had a very interesting take on it at halftime. I think he sparked everybody. And, you know, we talk about leadership. You know, that's what Thaddeus Young and Garrett Temple and, you know, Tomas Sonoransky brings to the Bulls organization. They bring in guys not only that can still play, but leadership roles. I just think when, when you have a package, that's worth the money because, Stacey, you, you said that earlier. It's like time for – uh, Zach Levine to take over this game and you also pointed out was it Thad that told uh, Wendell Carter to get big in the lane or was no that it was Temple? Garrett Temple and that was a great like teaching moment on the court like get big take care you know take take advantage of the mismatch yeah it, it was one of those situations where it was a it was a screen roll situation where Dennis Smith Jr. switched to Wendell Wendell did the right thing he went into the post but he didn't post up strong like he had the mismatch and they were trying to get the ball to him but he allowed, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. to dictate if he was going to get the ball or not. And so Garrett Temple had to take a tough shot. And so uh, when when they when the play was over and they're walking back to the other end and it was like a timeout, Garrett Temple stopped Wendell in, in a in a coaching type of manner. Didn't wasn't yelling or screaming at him or trying to belittle him. Just basically said, "You're six foot ten. He's six foot two. I had a seven-footer on me, which I wasn't going to get around. I wanted to get you the ball. You got to post up big down there. If you want the ball, you got to you got to ask for it. You got to dominate your 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 the defensive guy down there. And he didn't. But I think it was a teaching moment. And it seems like Wendell's come back with a new mentality since coming back from the injury. In the game against Philadelphia the other night, he had the first four baskets of the game: lefty jump hook, righty jump hook. I think when he's sitting there watching this team, he's starting to see this is where my shots can come from, and I have to be more aggressive offensively for us to be successful. Well, I think he's had, had an opportunity to watch Thaddeus Young, yeah, you know, play and where he's getting his shots because they're both playing basically the same position. They're being the you know the the safety valve. They're the facilitator in the offense. They're the guys that pop up and get open when the ball is being trapped or the ball stopped and they're able to make plays and so I think he's watched Thaddeus when he was out with injury and then seeing how Thaddeus is posting up on the block taking advantage of mismatches especially on the pick and roll situations and I think now he says hey you know what I should be doing that too you know Thaddeus is getting some good shots and I think now he's starting to recognize that and that's sometimes when you're sitting out for a young player you need to to watch the game you know, not just watch the, you know, you know, act like you're watching a game, 
but actually study the game. Find out where you're going to get your shots, and I think that's what he did. So the Bulls 3-1 and one last week. Now they're on the periphery of making the playoffs, and, and I think now it's going to be an interesting month ahead in terms of what they can do and win-loss so AK and Mark Eversley can decide, are we going to keep all these guys? Are we looking to add to this mix? I know they're in evaluation mode, but at some point, I know that Billy Donovan said he's going to have a sit-down with our tourists, and they're going to decide which direction you want to go with this team. I would think that if they have a shot to get into the playoffs to play meaningful games, that might be more important than try to cash in for a late first-round draft pick with some of the vets. Yeah, you know, they, they've got, you know, they're in a pretty good situation because they have some players that have value, and there's a lot of teams looking for, you know, veteran players that can step in and strengthen the bench. You look at a Brooklyn team, you know, their bench is, you know, struggling a little bit. Their starters are better than your starters, but when it comes down to, quality depth they lost all that trading for those guys but the lakers looking to get quality depth there's a lot of teams out there denver you know they could portland could use quality depth so the bulls are in a good situation i i think honestly just my take on it um i think that they're gonna you know if there's something that knocks their socks off they'll do it but i don't think they're going to be really in a rush to do anything because i i think they feel with this group of guys they have they should be somewhere in that you know six through you know, nine, you know, in that playoff, you know, that playoff format where you play, what is it? The seven through 10 playing seven through 10. Yeah. Yeah. Now you definitely want to be six, right? You, know? <laughs> you want to avoid that. Yeah, you, yeah, you want to, you definitely want to be six. You don't want to be in that seven through 10, that play in type of game. But I think the thing for the bulls is just getting to the playoff situation, you know, being invited, being in that thing. Yeah. Playing important games. Playing late. Up, yes, exactly. Cause they didn't get to go to the bubble last year. So every experience to them is a learning experience. And they're a much better team now than what they were in the preseason at the beginning of the year. One of the teams that's really struggling right now in the Eastern Conference is the Boston Celtics. And their general manager, Danny Ainge, is one of the guys that will talk to the media a lot. He does a weekly radio show in Boston. He was asked point blank, what do you think of the roster? He goes, the roster isn't very good. And Danny Ainge is the one who put it together. So he, he took all the onus on himself. One of the rumors we've heard is that they may be one of the teams trying to pry Thad Young away from the Bulls because they could use somebody to come off their bench and give him a playmaker or some veteran experience and some energy because some of the guys they're, they're bringing off the bench are young kids who aren't doing anything. Celtics are 500 right now. Do you think Boston's going to be one of these teams that's going to look to make some, some major changes? You know what? I don't. I don't really know, Mark, because you got to remember they had a lot of they got a lot of their key guys that have been out. You know, when you when you're losing your your point guard Kimba Walker, who's who's really one of the main reasons why that team really gets to go, because you got so much pressure now on you know Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown to carry this team, and they may not be ready for that role yet. I think Kimball Walker settles them down. Kimball Walker takes pressure off those guys. And then defenses have to basically, you know, defend them differently when you have Kimball Walker because he's so great in the pick and roll. He's a guy that can attack from anywhere on the floor. So that takes pressure off of Jason Tatum and, and Brown. But as you know, I mean, what 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 are you willing to give up? I mean, what players that's why I say with the Bulls, you know, what are we going to get in return that's worth giving up a key right. piece like that is young? Mr. Boston, you got anything to say about the Celtics? No, I, I don't. I, I put all my credit into the I, – I, all my free time into the Patriots. And, uh, no, I don't have a lot to say about that. How did that uh, work out for you? I mean, you know, I think Marcus Smart is out. He's or, been out, yeah. He's been out as well. I think maybe not having Gordon Haywood, you know, might be a factor. But, 
you know, the, Danny Ainge did a lot of wheeling and dealing. And I remember over the years we talked about how great, you know, Tatum and Brown were. And now you kind of have to ride those horses, right? I mean, that's what you, you know, you, you know, came up with. Yeah, the game on Sunday, they were, they were up 24 against the Pelicans. And they blew that lead. And Tatum made a big shot to send the game to overtime. But, you know, you got Tatum and Brown, who probably will both be Eastern Conference All-Stars. And yet they're a 500 team. In the words of Rick Pitino. Larry Bird's not coming through that door, or, or, or Robert Parrish. I don't think he'd help. He's like 63 now. <laughs> well, according to Jordan, what did Jordan say? He could still, right? Didn't he, he could say average he, 10? No, he didn't say that. Somebody that, that was some radio yeah. host cooking that up. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't average yeah. 10. We had a discussion, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think MJ could get 10 points a game. I, I do. I'd take mm-hmm. him on my team. I, I would bet on that. I, I would bet he would be able to get 10 points a game. Yeah. Even with his knees shot and carrying a little extra listen, weight. Listen, listen, man. I, first of all, MJ wouldn't come in there out of shape. He wouldn't. Yeah. He he's not gonna come in and embarrass himself. He would get in. He would get in basketball shape. That's why I say he. Would. If there's one person that I could see do it, I could even see Pip coming in and giving oh. you ten points. Pip stays in shape. shape yeah. Pip, I can see Pip coming in and 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 contributing. And give somebody ten minutes. Listen. There's a lot of dead bodies on people's benches over there. There's a, oh, there's yeah. a lot of dead bodies, oh, yeah. a lot of dead yeah. weight. We'll have to. And uh, trust me, those guys could actually, I honestly feel like they could actually contribute more than some of these guys that are on the bench right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to ask uh, our our guests. That's yeah, we got a special guest coming up. The Grant Twins are going to yeah, join us. Grant Boys, and the Harvey. Grant Boys. Yes, former teammates of mine. <laughs> Horse in Chicago, won three championships, and the general. Harvey. Harvey <laughs> the General Grant, who was starred with me at Oklahoma. Boy, we had a nice inside game. Boy, Ooh. we was unstoppable. Wow. We used to give we used to give teams fits. Now, he transferred, right? From he, Clem- trans- he transferred in. He um he left Clemson. He started at Clemson. They both started at Clemson. Harvey wasn't happy with the playing time. And so he transferred. And then he went to I think he went to a junior college and then went to Kentucky. And then he had signed wow. with Kentucky. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. It's a lot he, of moving around. Going, yeah, he was yeah. going to Kentucky. <laughs> and then something happened, and he ended up in Oklahoma. Did you did you give him the Wayman Trisdale, Tisdale treatment? Listen, uh, with listen the, uh, I don't the know. the big screen listen, TV listen, and the popcorn listen, in the theater? Uh, listen, I don't know anything about that. You know, all I know is, it was, you know, whatever we did, we got him. Okay? We've been known to get the big fish when we went after him. When we went, we get on that boat and we throw that, that line out there. We've been known to cast and bring in the big fish, baby. And he was him. He could have got his son too, right? Isn't that true? Or at some point, his son yeah. what? His son had forty. What do you have? Forty three against. Yeah, yeah we get, I wanted his son there. Uh, definitely right. wanted. There's this. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that one get yeah, away, yeah. King. No, I didn't let it get away. Okay, King. it wasn't me. Okay, there was some other people let it get away. You know, they had a chance to get him, and they 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 dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, yeah Jeremy Grant had a huge game, career high against the Bulls last week. There, there, John's working on the sound effect board. There, there he goes. He's got he, it going. He found the, he found He's the button. Got it going. Hit the right button. <laughs> I've got some, good some buttons locked up over here, so I have no idea. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, wah, 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 our guy Draymond Green at it again. A late game situation. His team is up by two with nine seconds left. He gets two technical fouls, gets tossed out of the game, the two free throws, tie it, and then it was uh, Rogier hit a jumper to win it. And and Steve Kerr, you know, Steve Kerr's class all the way. He said, yeah, yeah, Draymond crossed the line. He knows he shouldn't be doing that. Well, I mean, it hurts your team down yeah, the stretch. Yeah, kill him. But how much was that, you know, we talked about it, you know, how much was that like a little like, okay, we're going to show you from that little tirade that he had, you know, a couple of nights before, yeah. you know? I mean, listen, people, you know, people listen, people hear. 
And who knows? Maybe that was a little payback. Like, hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> Just play ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that look, it looked to me. I mean, you know, I saw the replay, so I don't really know how much talking he was doing in game. Because mm-hmm. he talks a lot. A lot. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how much was – I just saw the end of that. So there could have been a lot of words being being said throughout the game, and that's probably why that happened. Cause that's, build up. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it was t- that's a tough way to lose a game. Ooh. Yeah. That's a tough way. I, I don't think up, I've ever seen anything like that. Up two with nine seconds. Yeah, they were up two with nine seconds. Did you guys actually see – was it Hayward? Did he call yeah. a timeout or – who called the timeout? Because that's what got Draymond all. Yeah, it was a loose ball on the floor, yeah. and he wanted to jump ball. Right. Yeah. But they said there was a timeout on the, the floor. They gave him the timeout the when timeout. he really didn't have great possession of the ball. Yeah. One of those judgment mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And it went in favor of the home team that time. But, yeah, I mean, Draymond, that he runs hot, and sometimes yeah. that really helps the team. Other times it's going to hurt you. Well, I think you go back to when Kevin Durant was there. It hurt him. Yeah. Because Kevin Durant left. And that was one of the reasons why he left. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough situation, too, because, you know, with Kevin Durant being on that team, you're talking about arguably could have been one of the greatest teams ever. Now, we don't know how it would have turned out with all the injuries the way it happened, but that was a big reason why Kevin Durant left. Was yeah, they could have won a bunch more titles. His relationship with, with Draymond Green. And speaking of uh, Durant and the Brooklyn Nets, they swept a five-game Western trip, and Durant missed the last three or four games. Woo! James Harden is playing at a remarkable level, and you look at what he did in Houston where he basically stopped playing to get himself traded out of there. Now he goes in to Brooklyn, willingly accepts the point guard role, the facilitator role, and he is really the key behind that team playing as well as they are. This is what I, I say about star players, you know, a lot of people, they take a lot of bad raps, always selfish, da-da-da-da. At the end of the day, guys like James Harden want to win. They want to win. They're, they're tired of getting you know halfway and not getting there and being able to finish what they start. Uh, they're tired of taking the blame when it's really not their blame. You know what I'm saying? So now he's on a team where he's not the main focal point. He is a focal point. But you got Kevin Durant and you got Kyrie Irving. So then if something doesn't work out, that blame goes, <laughs> it goes to a lot of people. It doesn't just go to one person. In Houston, it just went to one person. No matter who was on the team, it always went to James Harden. Oh, his style of play he didn't get to the free throw line in the playoffs. And, you know, they can't win that way. Now, you know, he's on a team where he can just relax and have fun and show people like, hey, look, I'm not a selfish player. I can play with other people. I just need people to play with. Yeah, and they beat the Clippers last night without... Uh, and the Lakers like a yeah, couple nights before. Durant. They've yeah. been playing some really good basketball. Hey, did you guys catch that dunk by Anthony Edwards, the number Woo! one pick in the draft? Yeah. <laughs> That's a poster right there, Stacey. <laughs> he caught a body. 9-1-1, <laughs> man down. Yeah. Wow. What was the kid's name to try to... Wa- 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 you Watanabe. There were two players yeah. in the vicinity. One made a business decision, got yeah. out of the way. Yes. Yeah. And you decide he's going to jump. Yeah. Don't jump, yeah. right? You, you... <laughs> You, you, no, well, no, like, get you. up or get out the way. No, right? that, that was. Oh, listen. Can you imagine a king call? Oh, oh my god! Open your oh mouth. Does anybody know how to post videos to Facebook? Man, and that would have been definitely. That would have been definitely when I would have said came for the massage. Hey, he came. He didn't come for the massage. He came for the facial. 
And he said yeah. afterwards, you know, yeah, the dunk was great, but I think he shot like three for 11 from the field. Who cares? Yeah. That, no one, no one's going to be talking about that. Rookie, yeah. Nobody's going to be talking about it. He could have went, he could have went one for 15. And that one, that one bucket he made yeah. was a dunk on you. Not you, not like you as an individual. <laughs> it was on you. What's his last name? Watanabe? Watanabe. You know, Watanabe. Watanabe. Don't ever do it again. Yeah. Whatever I, you do. What, yeah, whatever you do. But yeah. I would think that, you know, the unfortunate thing is you couldn't have done a poster because the guy was obliterated. Usually Man. the guy's in the photo, in the still, and you can write the poster. Oh. broke his neck with that thing. Yeah, you see his neck was leaning back hey, at a bad hey, angle. Hey, listen. That, that, there should have been a tombstone there. <laughs> Here lies you, Watanabe, whatever his last name yeah. <laughs> Will not be. Uh, yeah, he's no longer with us. That's what it rests well, in like peace. When DeAndre Jordan had that one dunk over a garden, oh, they had a chalk outline over yeah, the body. They had, a, they had a yellow tape with a, <laughs> with a chalk outline. But that was a 6'11 guy dunking yeah. on, I think it was Brandon uh, what Knight. Was it? Knight. Yeah, Brandon he was Knight. a guard. Yeah. But this was a guard dunking on another guy that's a little bit taller than him. I mean, he came over to help. Like, I give him credit. He he was he was early. To get over there, but he, but was, he was late. He was he was he was, he was late getting over there early for a poster. That's what it is. Late getting yeah. over early for a poster. Yeah. It was nasty. I mean, he looked like a squirrel's climbing up a tree, trying to you know get up to to a treehouse. That's yeah. how it looked. It was nasty. So that was the moment of the week for the Minnesota Timberwolves, who again are one of the worst teams in the NBA, and they fired their young head coach. Ryan Saunders, 34-year-old son of the late great Flip Saunders, and he didn't get much of a chance. You know, uh, Carl Anthony Towns has had a lot of problems. You know, uh, his family just uh, had so much tragedy with COVID-19, and he's been in and out of the lineup because of injuries. Now D'Angelo Russell, who they acquired from the Golden State Warriors, he's out four to six weeks with uh, knee surgery. So they, in midseason, bring in the Toronto Raptors' top assistant, Chris Finch, and a lot of guys around the NBA are unhappy that David Vanderpool, who had been a longtime assistant, did not get that gig. So tough times in Minnesota. Their owner's always been in the middle of controversy, and now they're making another controversial move. Well, again, I mean, just, just almost like they don't know what they want to do or what direction they want to go. They have a guy like Tom Thibodeau, which, is, which he's shown you in New York. Let him do him. If you let him do him, he will put you in position to change your fortunes around. And they didn't let him do that. And you had Jimmy Butler, you had Wiggins, you had Towns. How can you not win yeah. with that nucleus? You'd think, yeah. You know, how can you not win? So, you know, Jimmy has gone other places and won. You know, now you got Wiggins at Golden State, looks like a completely different player playing with Steph and those guys. And now Towns is the only one there. So at some point, when do when do the players start taking responsibility? Because last time I checked, I didn't see, you know, Ryan Sanders out there shooting threes. I didn't see Ryan Sanders out there getting rebounds. Right. You know, it's the players. The players have to take onus because it's gotten to the point now it's easy. Coaches are hired to be fired at the end of the day. Oh, sure. You can't but, fire the but, whole team. But at some point you have to say to yourself, you know, maybe our players are underachieving. Let's look at that. You know, what? It, I mean, it's easy to fire Ryan Sanders. His dad was part of that organization and he grew up in that organization basically. So, you know, I feel bad for him. You know, I mean, all the injuries he had this year, why wouldn't he allowed to finish the season? Because COVID, first of all, has been tough on everybody. Let him finish out the season, and you can make that decision at the end of the season. But, you know, hey, that's they get paid to make the big bucks. I'm just – 
guy on a podcast. <laughs> oh no no you're a lot more than that just a guy on the podcast sitting next to the man sitting next to the man he's selling himself way short I think. so i just want to before we have uh i think horace is in the waiting room what i don't see him you, yet you can't have him on hold too long and harvey <laughs> harvey's just joined okay. too so we may want to get to heck well let's get yeah. to him yeah let's, we can we can talk more nba later we could talk more nba later and let's get him on yeah let's do and it. i'm gonna we're still on the air, Susan. Let me, let, let's, hey, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back with the Grant Twins on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Stay tuned. Episode 17, Dandy Don Meredith. Chris Gardaki. <laughs> like that. Y'all know how this shit goes, you know. All eyes on Yeah. Roll up in the club. All right, time to set the mood for our special guests. We've got the Grant Twins standing by on Gimme the Hot Sauce. Stacy, why don't you do the introduction? We got my man, Horace Grant, my man who I won three titles with in Chicago. <laughs> One of the backbones to that team doesn't get enough credit, but I'm giving him credit today. All right. And we got his twin brother, Harvey the General Grant. The man that I was <laughs> side by side with. We should have won a national champion. We got robbed. We got robbed. Yep. <laughs> but the general, the general was one of my, these guys were two of my best teammates ever. You got a question for the guys? Oh, you want me to ask a question? Yeah, go oh, ahead. You, are you the moderator? <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask a question. Grand Brothers. Grand Brothers. Grand Brothers. Welcome to the Give Me the Hot Sauce <laughs> podcast show. It's hard to get y'all because, you know, I got to go through all like five secretaries to get y'all on the show. Oh, it's not Thanks, the madness, God. not the madness, man. You, you know I'm plain as James. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Horace in so long. He done, he done grew a beard. He looked like he went to the mountaintop to go get tablets, and he came hey. down. Let my people go. Hey, I got the tablets right here. Hey, Let my people go. <laughs> That was some question, by the way. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm having fun with my boys, okay? Okay. And hey, you know, you about ready to get a two-piece, seriously. <laughs> so tell me what you guys are doing. Horace, what are you doing right now? Well, you know, with the, with the COVID and everything, everything is, of course, uh, uh, through Zoom and all of that. But right now I'm out in California. I'm still doing work for the Bulls, uh, you know, via Zoom, uh, enjoying this. Nice weather, drinking uh, wine and some tequila, uh, you know, things, things of that nature. Yeah, that's, but, uh, that's all for. is good. How about you, Harv? Man, I'm just uh, enjoying the grandkids, King. You know, I got uh, four grandkids, Ooh. man, just enjoying them and, you know, just trying to stay safe. That's about it. Well, you're a young enjoying grandfather. A little bit. You're a young grandfather. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Got four of them. Wow. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Two boys, two girls. Woo. Yeah, we saw Harvey's son last week, King. Uh, Jeremy was lighting him up. Oh, free cheese. <laughs> free cheese. <laughs> Mouse in the house. Oh, I could have used any saying for Jeremy. Hey, all, all I kept saying was I kept looking at him, Harvey, and I, and I, you know, I've known him since he was a little boy. So mm -hmm. I've watched him grow up. And the one thing I, I saw in the game the other night, he, he shoots the ball very similar to you. He's real smooth with it. You know, he's he probably jumps higher than you, though. Yeah, no question. You yeah, know, he, no, he no got some question. superior hops. But <laughs> defensively, defensively, and the way he shoots the basketball, 
Like he has come a long way over these last three years. I, I I said on TV the other night, I would be shocked if he's not the most improved player this season. Wait, he has a chance, uh, Stacey. He has a chance, but I, I uh, commend him on uh, uh, just working hard uh, during the summertime. You know, every, every year he works on a different part of his game. You know, when he first came out of Syracuse, they said he uh, uh, couldn't do anything defensively. So that summer he worked on, uh, you know, moving his feet and, and trying to, to become a defensive player. Then the next year they said, well, you know, he can't uh, he can't shoot the ball. So he's worked on his shooting. Then the year after that, uh, they said, well, can he put it down and take it to the hole? So every summer he worked on a different part of the game. Now you're seeing the, uh, uh, the effect. Hey, Harvey, uh, Jaron was here for a couple of years with the Bulls. I know he's with the Houston early in the uh, training camp. Where's he at now? Uh, he's over in uh, Greece playing uh, with uh, – uh, his uh, over the brother. They're on the same team over wow. in Greece. Okay. How does yeah. he like it out there? Yeah. Oh, he loves it. He loves it. And once this uh, uh, COVID thing is over, I'm hopping on a plane. I'm going to Greece for about 10 days. Oh, wow. What part of Greece is he in? Uh, Athens. Athens. Oh, great city. So, Harvey, what was it like playing with uh, with everyone's All-American, Stacey King, in college? Did you get any shots? Oh, there were any shot attempts out there? Did he get any shots? <laughs> <laughs> this is Manny's idea. What are you talking about? I think, I, hey, 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 King. <laughs> hey, what's your nickname? Hey, they, they, they used to call uh, Stacey the Black Hole. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, once that ball goes in, it, it ain't coming back out. That's yeah. uncalled for, General. General, that's uncalled for. Uh, that, that's really uncalled for. So, hey, y'all call Stacey uh, Michael Jordan, and uh, and uh, that's his nickname in in, in uh, at Oklahoma. Uh, shit, when when MJ got that ball, uh-uh. Hey, I always say, like in college, I was uh, me and Harvey were unguardable in college. We had high low going. Harvey could oh, shoot yeah. that 18, 20-foot jumper. I always say, when I got to the league, the only person who could guard me was Phil Jackson. That's the only person who could stop me. Nobody else. That's the only person who could stop me. Phil was all defense on me. That's because you had that workout with him. He hated you from that, that very moment. Oh, man. No, no, no. That's, some, that's another story. Different time. That's another story. So, yeah. G, so G, quick question for you. Yeah. Uh, Horace, so you saw the last dance. Oh, hell. Oh, here and, we go. Because <laughs> everybody hey, wants to know. Hold on. You, you said the last song or the last dance. Which one? What's that? You said the last song or the last dance? <laughs> <laughs> last Supper. Yeah, the Last Supper. He's on the hill. He's hey, hey so, so everybody everybody we've had on saw it. You know, we've had Bill Cartwright, Scott Williams, Bobby Hansen. You know, everybody's had their opinions of it. You know, what was your opinion of the, of the last dance? Man, it's as you know my opinion. I know. Bullshit. <laughs> hey, listen, man. I was so irate, I mean, on some of the things. And a friend of mine called me. And he said, he was like, HG, what do you expect? That was from his point of view. And, and I started to think, I'm like, Damn, you, you you're right. You know, watch. I mean, if I if I wrote something like the last song or the last dance, 
shit, this is going to be all about me, too. <laughs> I used to take 25 shots a game. <laughs> so, but, you know, it was entertaining. Um, I mean, it was over, what, 30 years ago? I mean, I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. So uh, I'm pretty sure that it, was, it was not accurate for the most part. Yeah, and they, and they took you to task, you know, saying that you were the source for Sam Smith's book. I mean, that was some pretty cold stuff there, Horace. Mark, Mark, it, it was like I found out so much after the fact um, in terms of, um, you know, MJ playing off with Sam, um, inviting Sam up to his room when he was a rookie or second year. Um, all of that stuff. I mean, I mean, people know me, and Sam and I are still good friends. But when it comes to the sanctuary of the locker room, man, if I had to say something, it wouldn't have been nothing easy or something PG. It would have been X-rated. But you know, then then I made the statement of, um, um, you know. I think it was MJ who threw his teammates under the bus in terms of saying that he went to a room, went to one of the guys' room, and he saw women and drugs and things of that nature. Right. So I say, you know, who's the snitch? Man, yeah. I said, hey, I'm saying, I think it was Phil Jackson. Is that what you're saying, Harvey? You think it was Phil? Yeah, I think it was Phil, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> way, way to be controversial down there, General. I know. I'm just kidding. Well, you know, I, I've always said this, and, I, and I, you know, we were a tight-knit group. First of all, the first dance when we were on had nothing to do with the second dance. Like, any of us had nothing to do with that. So even if that story, that had nothing to do with the second dance. That's what I felt. Like, a lot of stuff that was said, um, the Scotty sitting out with, you know, the eight seconds, that had nothing to do with you know, the second, the second group of championship runs, you know, and had yeah. nothing to do. MJ wasn't even on that team when that happened. And so that, that kind of, you know, that kind of me, I thought it was kind of petty a little bit, you know, picking out things and trying to, you know, it, it made certain people look bad and it's not well, how it happened. Think about this, SS. I mean, um, I wasn't on that second uh, um, tier of three championship. I watched it. People have back trouble. Um, and MJ called him out um, uh, against uh, Utah. But if you go and look at still played over 40 minutes in that game with the bad back. So, I mean, I mean, he he, he really threw Pip under the bus. And I have to take my head off the Pip uh, for the most part because, you know, he didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, and the way they portrayed, I mean, listen, everybody has their opinion of Jerry Krause. You know, and, mm. and the way they portrayed him, you you don't have to like Jerry. You know, you don't have to get along with Jerry. Jerry was cool with me. I had no problem with Jerry. You had no problem with Jerry. You know, you know Jerry was a, a, a guy that, you know, some people had a hard time dealing with. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you got to get that man his credit. I mean, he put two, you know, different three-peat teams together. How many general managers could actually do that? Um, not many. Not many whatsoever. I mean, in, in terms of, he was our GM. And we had to, you, you got to respect him for that. Maybe a lot of the players didn't get along with him, but you have to respect authority like that. I mean, from 
from the standpoint of what I've heard some of the players say, man, I mean, it was it wasn't good. But um, I got two three peaks together, orchestrated that. And you got to give that man his credit where credit is due. I mean, he was looking out for the organization, and that's what uh, um, uh, Mr. Rhymes or uh, Jerry paid him for. Look out for that organization, and he did by putting three, um, um, two, three peaks together. You notice how Horace called him Mr. Reinsdorf? He's still getting them checks, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's respectful, man. Yeah. Come on, see, see how that is? You're being respectful, man. Come on, yeah. Mark. Pull see, the punches up, Tyson. <laughs> He's trying he... to get some controversy started yeah. over yeah. here. See, I, I have to apologize to Horace because I wrecked his broadcasting career. We got thrown to the out, out the door the same year. Oh, for real? Yeah, no. Horace, Horace was coming in doing some work for us on the pre and post game, and I guess I dragged him down so much they kicked us both out the door. Man, G, G was getting tired of coming from California in the cold weather. That's all that was. Because we used to sit up on, up on the set. She's like, man, I'm going home, man. It's too cold up here. I don't even know why I'm here. That's, that's, I got to go back home. Hey, hey I'm, I'm, I'm praying that the Bulls don't go in overtime. <laughs> hey, I just want to ask you guys, there's so many brothers in the league now. And then you guys, I know Von, the Van Arsdale brothers, but then you, you guys amazed at like all the brother combinations that are playing in the league today? Go ahead, Harvey. Wait, wait. Only thing I can say, we are the best. You can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, our family got four championships, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I, I, would yeah. Say, I would say you guys are the best set of twins in the history of the game. I know some people say Van Arsdale's uh, Tim and Dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't remember them. I don't remember them. Yeah, you're, too was, young. you're too young. I was too young for that. Yeah, hey, but you, you were still were in the Hunt Club, you know, rolling the streets. Wow. Of, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> with your little, one with your little tight sweatshirt on. Okay. I see your heart hey. beating so tight. Uh, hey, was it the uh, was it the Van Arsdale? Yeah. They yeah. On, on the movie The Hoosier. Yeah, they were. They were part, they were part of the movie. Peach yes. baskets. For Gene Hackman. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Harvey. So let's just give the viewers a little insight of what it was like playing for Coach Tubbs at Oklahoma, and and that running and gunning team that we had at Oklahoma that was to this day one of the one of the greatest college teams that did not win a championship. I tell you, I tell you what, King. You remember we? I think we was in Hawaii. We was in Hawaii, and uh, I think we was playing Georgia. We were playing someone, right? And the score ended up being like 145 to 100. But the, the <laughs> headlines were saying uh, uh, a team scored 100 points but lose by 45. You know, <laughs> and that was the type of team that we had, you know. And, and playing for Coach Tubb, you know, and you can contest to this, is that if you can play, he put you on the court. Yep. And let you and, and let you, you know, be yourself. And and you know, he did not take pity on anybody. We can be up mm -hmm. by 45, 50 points. He still want to press the whole game. And that's something we enjoy. You yes. know, and like you said earlier, we got robbed in that championship game. Yeah, we did. We got robbed. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Ed Hightower, <laughs> if you're listening, Ed Hightower, if you're listening, <laughs> I'd like to talk to you. Yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to talk to you, Ed Hightower. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're gonna have him on the show, and I'm gonna grill him. Matter of fact, the game was in Kansas City, right? In Kansas City, the fiftieth, the fiftieth anniversary of the Final Four, <laughs> and uh, we're playing a team that's have basically having a home game in the national championship 
game. Unheard of. Unheard of. Yeah, it's Danny yeah, Manning they, and the Miracles, they, for those who yeah, don't know. Yeah, Danny Manning. Yeah, Danny Manning. Yeah, Danny Manning. I have nightmares with that name. <laughs> Danny Manning. And, <laughs> and, and, and the three refs. You know. So. <laughs> hey, talk talk us through the relationship it is for you guys to be so successful as twins. And when you're going through high school and college and the pros, obviously you supported each other, but there had to be a rivalry. How tough were you guys on each other when, when something would, when you'd get an accomplishment? Like Horace is winning championships, Harvey scoring more points, you guys going back at each other. What was that like, the dynamic between you two? Well, I was... Damn piss when you score more points than me. <laughs> I'm like, shit, I'm supposed to. <laughs> then I look around, and I'm playing with MJ, Scotty. It's even Pax and BJ got more shots than me. <laughs> and I look, at, I look at the stat sheet. Damn, Horace, three for five. Harvey, three for 22. And I'm looking, and half of my points come off offensive rebound. I'm like, see, about <laughs> 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 this field. <laughs> but, you know, um, I, I think that uh, we're being so competitive, helped us um, throughout our years uh, from college, high school, and uh, through the NBA. Um, you know, as long as we got that win, man. Hey, yeah, that I, I was about to say that, that hey, but hey, if you look at it, you. Uh, when I was with the Bullets, our record was uh, eight and forty-five. <laughs> your, your record was forty-five and eight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. But but then hey, I always told Pip. I said, Pip, man, do not let that dude score, Pip. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I beg, I'm like, Pip, please. And Pip was like, Okay, I got it. Damn, Harvey ended up with damn 22 points. <laughs> like, like yeah, I, I, knew, I knew it was a conspiracy, dude. I knew it. <laughs> it was, because he definitely told Pip that. Yeah. Don't let him score. Yeah. Deny him the ball. Yeah. Don't let him get to his spots. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, yep, sure did. I'm like, but, you know, Harvey had um, a big season that year. Um, the team didn't do well, but, you know, um, he did – very, very well. Yeah. I think he averaged almost 20 points that year. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Like ni- ni- 19 point, to be accurate, about 19.7. So yeah, that's... Look, <laughs> look at it. He know exactly how many points right. he had. He didn't even have to, didn't have to ask him. Around 19.7.5. No, and 9.5 rebounds to, okay, oh. that's, you know, that's 10. So... Talk a little bit about how you guys, coming out of high school, Sparta, Georgia, you guys ended up at Clemson. And then, Horace, you ended up staying, and then Harvey ended up leaving. So so talk a little bit about that, how you guys ended up going to um, Clemson. Was it always a goal that both you guys were going to play on the same team together? Well, uh, uh, out of high school, King, we actually wasn't uh, recruited, really. I I think – it was by uh, by accident, right, Horace? You remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it was a it was a coach from Anderson Junior College, who just uh, just uh, happened to be driving throughout you know throughout a little small town, and we had a basketball game, and uh, he came in and you know saw two real skinny dudes you know putting up some good numbers, and uh, and and came back and actually did you know uh, did we want to come to a junior college? And and being from a small town, we were like, yeah, okay. 
But then I guess they told uh, the head coach uh, from Clemson at the time was a uh, who was it? Bill Foster. B- Bill Foster. And you know, and to come down and watch us, and uh, he sent uh, uh, the coach uh, Clint Bryant. He came down, and the next thing you know, they had offered us a uh, full scholarship to go to Clemson. They told us, don't worry about Anderson Junior College. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so who's the uh, evil twin? There's always one. Man, hey, oh, hey look shit. at this. Hey, hey, look at that dude right there. Look at you. Listen, man. Hey, look at this. Hey, hey, this beard is like Moses, man. I'm holy. Hey. <laughs> hey, I did some fact-checking. Hey. Uh, Horace, you had a higher career average than uh, – than Harvey, you were oh, eleven boy. two, and Harvey was nine eight nine nine. So you know, just keep that in your back pocket. Hey, 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 oh. hey, I played. Hey, I, I played with uh, Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter, Buck Williams. Those yeah. dudes did not pass the ball either. <laughs> <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up. Harvey didn't just say those guys didn't pass the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I, played, I played with MJ Pimp. <laughs> Uh, Shaq and, and Penny Hardaway, Penny Um, Shaq and Kobe. So, Listen, Horace, oh, oh, oh. Hey, you, hey, you got a point. You got a point. Okay. Yeah, he does have a point. Oh, hey. And I think Stacy stopped. Hey, Stacy didn't pass the ball either. Hey, listen, because hey, there weren't a lot of shots for me, bro. I'm hey, I gotta take them when I get them. If I get four passes, they going up. Hey, so when you when you left Chicago, Horace, because you left. You know, you left for as a free agent. You know, how how tough was that to leave Chicago and leave, you know, a championship organization? Because we were, at that time, you know, MJ had, was retiring and going to go play baseball. And the opportunity for you to, you know, go to another situation uh, and play. Um, so what was that like? Tell the viewers what that like was like leaving Chicago and then going to Orlando and then helping that team get to the finals. Y'all should have won. Hey, 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 hey King, I'm, I'm going to interrupt something. Hey, Harry, don't bullshit. You left because of 50 million. <laughs> <laughs> it's a business decision. Hey, it was for the money, Harv. It was for the money. Yo, yo come, come hey. on, man. Yo, but said, don't listen to the evil twin. To answer the question, uh, uh, SS, it's, it was one of the most toughest decisions I had to make. I mean, I was leaving a great city. Uh, great teammates, man. We had won about 50, what, 55 games that year and should have made it to the finals on a fluke. None should have been a non-call um, in New York. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. But um, it was tough, man. It, w- it was tough. But, you know, helping that team, um, um, you know, when helping the team win three championships, um, bringing that city um Happened to bring that city uh, to the forefront. It was it was very tough. But looking at free agency, I mean, um, you know, it, it it was about the best deal that I could I could get. And Orlando was it. I mean, you had a young Shaq, a Penny, uh, a Nick Anderson, a Dennis Scott. So I mean, the court was there. You know, I'm thinking I'm gonna go there when said. Uh, uh, some more championships with this with this young crew, and plus, you know, MJ had retired. <laughs> like, I didn't think he was coming back. Yeah, <laughs> if I thought he was coming back, maybe it would be a little different. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was one of the toughest decisions because I talked to Pip for hours um, 
um, before I made that decision, and he understood. Hey, when did you guys know that uh, Stacey King was going to become a big multimedia star? Come on, I man, mean, stop. He always had that bit larger-than-life personality. Harvey, I want to start with you. Back in the days in, in college, did you have a feeling that, that, that Stacey was going to do big things with that personality of his? Uh, no, no question, man. It, can, can you see him now? He can't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> he was like that in college, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We, we, we all knew it, you know, we all knew it. Me, uh, uh, Ricky, Mookie, and Dave, we, we all knew it. <laughs> and Horace, well, they kept bringing in guys trying to steal your job, and Stacy was one of those guys, right? Yeah, it, yeah, man. Woo! You had me scared there. You had me scared. Hey, I'm going to tell you, when, when, they, when they, uh, Phil called me to his office, he said, Horace, you have to get who's a threat to your position. And I can quote it, Phil. I looked at Phil. I ain't know. I mean, I ain't know to like punch him in the gut or, or <laughs> hit him in the shoulders <laughs> or thank you. I said, thank you, Phil, for being honest. And I went out there and started pumping weights, me and Alpha Bill, bars, <laughs> and all that shit. I'm like, oh, hell. And, um, we got there, and it was a battle, man. It was a battle um, uh, from the get-go. And I think that we, we uh, Stacey and I being um, competitive with each other, just made us better players and made the team better. I thought you were talking about Jeff Sanders. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, we got a comedian in the midst here. Oh, man. Oh, Sleepy. Sleepy, hey, sleepy Sanders, baby. <laughs> sleepy Sanders. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my goodness. He went to the archives on that one. Hey, but, um, I mean, I we knew we knew Stacey had the ability to become a, a great uh, commentator because, I mean, when, when the team was – we lost one or two games in a row, you know, everybody would be down and second guessing themselves and thinking I could have done this better. Or I could have done that better. And Stacy comes on the, on the bus or plane and start talking like Bill Cartwright. And <laughs> 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 just driving everything up, man. Start talking about people clothes and, and shoes and things like that. I mean, hey, we knew it, man. Hey, he kept us, he kept us loose. <laughs> the crumbs. Har- hey, hey, Har- Harvey's got a Harvey. We got an interesting story with Harv. See, because I-, I feel like you know he's got these these super talented kids. Like, oh, this, yeah. I mean, two NBA players. His older son's been playing overseas, been a pro. So, so like, I feel like I was involved in all of this. Okay, because 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 he knows his 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 his, his the children his mother's children. I introduced them. Oh, okay. I introduced them. Beverly, if it wasn't for me, you you didn't know that, Horace. You didn't know that, did you? No. No, you didn't know that. I introduced Harvey to Beverly. Nice. And so I have to take a little credit for these beautiful boys that he's produced that are playing pro ball. It's, I, I got to take a little percentage. And an agent fee. Right? Yeah, an agent fee. Because Harv, because Harv, because when I introduced him, Harv was like, you know, I told Harv, I got this girl, you know, she wants to meet you, yada, yada, yada. He's like, where's she at? How she look? You know how first thing they ask you. Oh, yeah. How she look? How she look? I said, like, man, don't worry about that. Just come on with me. You're going to, you're going to, I'm going to introduce you. Come on, dude. And they hit it off. Boom. Like that. It was magical. I feel like Cupid. Did you guys double date? Yeah. No, we didn't double date because I was playing the field. 
How can I double date when I'm I'm out with ten different girls? How can I double date, Mark? Okay, you 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 trying to break up a happy home, honey? If you're listening, don't that, listen to this. this that, part that was of stinger it. to that stuff. By stinger, the way. stinger. You asked that question? Yeah. yeah, I figured you guys double dated me. No, stinger, stinger. You, what? Stinger, what? stinger. No, I didn't double date because I was a college kid and I was just enjoying the fruit of the. But well, you could hook up your friends, but you couldn't I, have no, gone out I, with I, them. I was looking my boy wind, up. You couldn't have been his yeah, wingman. Yeah, I, I, I was a little bit older. So he was older than me, and I was just kind of—I was just out there. I was young, playing the field. So it's hard to go double date when you, you got ten of them. <laughs> can't, you got ten of them, baby. Can't I can't do it. The stories always get bigger over time. Though. You, you need a bigger hot tub. <laughs> you know, this is what I got to deal with hard. This is what I got to deal with. But I'm gonna tell you what these these two guys. I mean, to, um, not too many people say they play with both of these guys, and I tell you what, they are they are. So different, but so alike. It's crazy because like they're both funny. They both can hoop, first of all. But Harvey is Harvey is funny. <laughs> we got some stories in Oklahoma. Harvey is oh funny. Oh my goodness! And G G is funny. Hor Horace is funny too. But I tell you what, though, if you got to go down a dark alley, and I got to be in a foxhole, trust me, them two, they've been there with me. There's some other people. I would not go down the dark alley with, and there's some people I would not allow in my foxhole because I can't trust you, because I don't think you're going to fight. If you ain't going to fight, you can't be here. These two will fight, and that's why I've always appreciated them. They're just, they're just really good dudes, man, really good people. I'm glad we're friends for life. Yeah, appreciate the oh, love. Yeah. Yes, yes, appreciate the love. Oh, yes. baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> hey, it was so great to catch up with the Grand Twins, Horace and Harvey. Thank you so much for being our guests. And Harvey, when you get over to Greece, make sure you tell Jaron what's up. And uh, we really enjoyed his time here with the Bulls. I sure will, guys. All eyes on me, baby. Hit it. Come on. Stinger. Stinger. Stinger is a part time DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Tupac, baby. Oh, shit. <laughs> Horace and Harvey Grant, our special guests. We're going off the wall next. The on Give me the hot sauce. Say that beer, boy. Say that beer, Moses. Oh, you know what that music means? It's time to go off the wall, and uh, we're going to get to a number of different topics in this segment. But before we move on, I want to, of course, thank Horace and Harvey Grant. That was a great interview with them. And Stacey, you know, near the end of the interview, you were telling Harvey uh, we a lot, of, a lot of great stories from our days at Oklahoma. I noticed that you didn't tell any of them. Are those uh, not for publication <laughs> here or what? Statute uh, of Limitations is over, Stacey. You know, those are kind of rated R, you know, <laughs> and uh, some things are left better unsaid there, Mark. <laughs> but that's pretty good that you were the matchmaker, though, for, for him yes. and his wife. Cupid, ball back your bow, and then your arrow go. Very nice. Yeah, that was me. I was the Cupid. The multi-talented yeah. Stacey King. And I, I just want to say that I, I was the matchmaker. I was Chuck Woolery. I was the one who, who got them together. So I take a little bit of responsibility of these all these athletic kids that they put out. That's these, right. Oh, my goodness. I mean, every one of them are like athletes. I mean, very good athletes. So at least Harvey could do is give you an all-expenses trip to Greece to, to check out the grandkids. Maybe a percentage or something. <laughs> <laughs> straight cash, homie. Yeah, straight cash, homie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, we had an interesting uh, way back uh, memory though, over the weekend. We told you the story of Timmy Whispers about his uh, foray into the world of mixed Whispers. martial arts. and uh, Whispers. One of the guys that you happened to run up against in the ring had a bad moment over the weekend, Timmy. Tell us that story. 
It was really nice to see him get choked out rather quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Something very satisfying about it. So who are we talking about here? Tell, set that up set again. Set it up, Tim. Yeah. The, the former great Andre Orlovsky, the Russian bear, the pit bull, mm-hmm. who is a uh, former heavyweight champion. People kind of forget that. He preceded uh, some of the uh, greats. But really, in the beginning of MMA, he was, uh, he was a real legend at the time. But inspiring with him, he split open my... Uh, my left eye pretty badly and dropped me. So we need a um, photo. We need to put that in the roll. <laughs> yeah. A, what are you doing getting in the ring with, with a heavyweight? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was outclassed for sure. <laughs> you think? <laughs> but but uh, yeah, he was made out of something that wasn't human. You knew that as you punched him, but when he punched you back, it was, it wasn't pleasant. You know, it's Stacy. The, the world of mixed martial arts has really taken off. It's become yes. so popular right now. ESPN runs cards just about every week. Pay per view has something special going on, and it's really captured, especially the younger demographic. Yeah, I mean, it's used to be boxing, mm-hmm. but boxing now has kind of lost its luster because the top fighters don't fight each other. You got to wait till they get older, you know, past their prime before they fight, and that's why a lot of fans have gone to mixed martial arts because the fact that the best fight the best every week. You know, mm-hmm. there's no hiding or ducking. Dana White does a great job. I've been I've been a UFC fan since the very first one that came out when they had Hoist Gracie and he was choking people out with a gi. When it was you know, called I tough man. Those, the Gracie brothers. Oh, yeah, I, Just I, a I, tough man contest. Yeah, it was a tough man contest. <laughs> I don't care though. He was choking people out with a sleeve of his jacket. Okay, and, and, and so said so he was the smallest man out there. He was beating guys that were like weighed out, weighed him by you know 150, 200 pounds. But he would take his gi, <laughs> and he, he would get him down to jujitsu move, and he would take his sleeve of his jacket and he would choke a guy out. And so I'm like, man, I gotta learn that move just in case I get caught in a situation. I have to pull my jacket. W- wasn't it like banned in 49 states? And wasn't it only in Denver, like co- wasn't it Colorado where they yeah, had yeah. the first? Yeah, yeah. They it used was, to say yeah. that banned in 49 states. But you know what though? I mean, like it, to me, it was it was really tough because I don't think fighters could do what they did back then. I mean those those guys could fight three or four times in a night. Nice, yeah. You know, so you were you were going to the next round. I mean, it was like some gladiator type <laughs> stuff. So when you see Hoist Gracie, the octagon. you know, and, and Tim makes a point because it was kind of a some of it was some of these guys had no mixed martial arts training. They were just tough men going out there swinging and trying to just just you know just basically overpower you. Okay, yeah. and then if you had a guy out there who had any kind of skill. You know, if you had a wrestler that could wrestle, you know, those guys would win. You know, Hoyce Gracie won like the first, you know, three or four. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, his record is still incredible. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And even now, like he could transcend into this martial arts stage because of his jujitsu, you know, Brazilian jujitsu. They're they're like the his father's like the, you know, the grandfather of that in Brazil. So pretty much everyone's Helio. learned. Yeah. Helio. Helio. <laughs> isn't, he, isn't like three or four brothers, right? Wasn't There's more than that. There's a bunch of them. Okay. There's a whole bunch oh, of them. It's, it's, it's a big family John, now. John, John, I'm about ready to choke you out with my sleeve. No, I, I, but I remember watching the, in the very beginning. We used to get the pay-per-view back in the day with Southside Sue and her brother. And we, we used to have a ball watching that stuff because it was, it was you know, I mean, drinking beer and, and watching guys get their head kicked in. Did you have the singlet on? You get all oil yeah, yeah. Were you, hey, you had the singlet hey, oil on? Hey, man. I think, I think my brother went through a wall. Um, no, no, no. Your brother went through the wall for um, this is off Tyson, the wall. Tyson <laughs> oh, um, right. Holofield. That was remember the first round of that. Yes, it was yep. the greatest round of boxing. 
And then the, then the second round, he bit his ear, mm-hmm. and Steve was a big dude, and he lived in this apartment, the 705 in Hermosa Avenue, and he went up, and he kind of got twisted, and he was so pissed off the fight, he went right through the drywall. Oh, no. Really? To somebody mark. else's apartment? No, no. What kind of cheap building y'all living in? <laughs> hey, man. He, he, he laying on somebody's dinner table from the next room like, wait, what are you doing over here? He's laying into my spaghetti. Get the hell no, out of no. here. It was out on his porch, but uh, there's, you know, King, when you build a house, there's the drywall and then there's the studs that. Uh, hey, that listen, you act like I live in a hut. <laughs> okay, I have a house, John. I, mean, you I, I live in a house. I've okay. lived in a house for a long time. Okay. I know the. I know the. It, it the, has drywall. The, yeah, well, I know all about that, buddy. Okay, I know there okay. were pliers involved. Right, hold on, in let, me, let, me get my, let me get my shirt ready. <laughs> there goes the I'm finna choking with a sleeve. I'm pulling the sleeve out, ladies and gentlemen. If you hear a guy over here just choking, like he's choking on a chicken wing, you know that he just got choked out by my sleeve. The Stinger is down. <laughs> hey, the NFL season, of course, is over, so the networks are looking for different ways to fill their programming hours, and the NHL tried something different with their outdoor series. They took the outdoor series to Lake Tahoe, Nevada, and the funny thing about it was they tried to have an afternoon hockey game, and the sun came out, and the ice started to melt, and the inimitable Gary Bettman got in front of the cameras. He goes, you know what? The weird thing was there was cloud cover everywhere except over the hockey rink. Huh, it was outside, right? Yeah. yeah. The sun's outside. So the sun comes out outside. Isn't that weird? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works. They didn't figure that, you know, they didn't figure out it's because the guy who fell in the ice and went through the water, that, that it wasn't going to work. Like, it's like going through the drywall, right? It's like, what do you do? Yeah, the drywall. Yeah, John. Hey, hey, I don't want to hate on it. I thought it looked unbelievable and scenic Lake Tahoe. It was beautiful, it but was beautiful. you can't skate. It is pond, a very good idea. Hey, pond hockey is unbelievable it, it's a great sport to be outside and and get out there and you're on the on the skates and uh you know today is the anniversary you mentioned miracle hockey. on ice yeah. miracle on ice which is a wow. great moment in this country's history and the weird thing about it was it wasn't televised live it was not i no. remember it, it was the game was Where played in the afternoon i was sitting in a bar in milwaukee and one of the newscasters came on as they always do you know they run the updates on the hour teasing what's coming up at 10 o'clock and the news anchor for the station for the abc station goes the biggest upset in sports history before the game came wow. on oh, so wow. a lot of people were trying to avoid watching oh, that game spoiler alert. the oh. ultimate spoiler alert no, we didn't. I think we knew, but may, I don't. Rem- I can remember exactly watching that in my living room, and and just so you know, shout out to Mike Ruzioni and Jimmy Craig, they're terriers. Mm-hmm. You know, Boston U and Boston University terriers. So I always feel like there's a little bit of a connection because I went to Boston University. <laughs> oh, and yeah, so, he, he gets credit for the miracle on ice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey. Six degrees oh. of separation with John Walls. Yeah, that's really separated. <laughs> hey, who do you play for? Yeah, who do you exactly. play for? What's the name on your jersey? So, oh. so that was that was the ultimate spoiler. <laughs> Stacy, didn't you get get called out for for a movie that was like twenty years old that you gave? Yeah, some wait a minute. What, about? What, yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> was that during a game broadcast? No, okay, no, no. What it was was I was talking about the book of Eli. Right, okay, right. So it was with Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, one of my favorite Great. movies. The movie is eleven years old, people. <laughs> it's eleven years old. So Spoiler. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, and I and I just tweeted out <laughs> just just random tweet. Like, has anyone seen The Book of Eli? This is one of my favorite movies. How long did it take you to realize that he was blind in the movie? That was my question. Yeah. 
Okay. Do you know I still watch that movie over and over? Okay, so and I'm still not convinced he's actually. Uh, okay, so that's what I. That was my I, question. I don't believe it. I, I didn't believe it because of all the shooting and the guns and the and the sword and all that stuff. How, no if way. you're blind, how and how can you, you can't do that? Shoot a guy on yeah. a roof in the street. And you're listening because because yeah. I went back and looked at it, and I, so I'm hearing these. I'm like he's hearing noises yep. like clicks of the gun. So then he'd shoot over there. So but you still can't tell that he's blind. Nope. Okay, just because you hear a sound. And he shoots in the direction of sound. That guy could have rolled out the way, yep. you know. So, so I did. I'm like, so I'm I'm going through, and so I'm getting these tweets from these response, and it's like, <laughs> way to way to ruin it for everybody, <laughs> Stace. Oh. I really love you, Stace. I love what you do, but way to ruin it for everybody. And it's I, and 11 I, and, years old. And yeah, I, there is a statute of limitations. And, and I and I, I tweet back to the people because you know I'm a man of the people. I like, to, I like to talk to the people. Okay, so these people who were criticizing me for spoiler alert. I said, uh, excuse me, you do know this movie's 11 years old. And if you've just seen the Book of Eli for the first time 11 years after it's been made, you need to watch more movies. Get out from under the rock, buddy. That's true. <laughs> That's Not ridiculous. I still don't believe he was blind. I don't believe I'm it. just telling you. I don't believe it. I mean, only thing, the only thing that really gives it is the Braille of the Bible. Yeah, but you can you know? read Braille. As a sight, as a seeing person, you don't have to. Here's another scene in that movie when he was in the bar, when he was in yeah. the bar and he had to fight all those yeah. guys. Yeah. How, how could you yeah. be no blind no and fighting those guys? You can't. So, so that's what, that's what I was saying. Cause I yeah. was like, I was so amazed. Like, like, you know, and that's what my question was to my, my Twitter followers. Like you guys watch this movie. It's a great movie. It's a classic movie. You know, how long did it take you to realize he was blind? Because when I saw it the first time, I didn't know he was blind until like, the, the very end. end. The end. Yeah. When he made it to the prison Coast, or whatever yeah. he was going. Yeah. And I'm like, he was blind? Yeah. He was fighting all these people. Remember when he walked up under the bridge yeah. and he had to fight those people? Yeah, the guy, he said, yeah. listen, no if you touch my backpack, I'll take your fingers off. Yeah, and how he, do you know where his fingers are? I don't, I don't I know. He took his hands yeah, off. how do you know? How do you know where the guy's hands are? Yeah, yeah. well, you know, um, didn't he have a scene with uh, the, uh, the co-star that came into the room, remember, for the night? Maybe that would have been a, you Mia know, because Mia. she's pretty hot, right? He, he, yeah, it was Mila. Um, Mila. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he didn't know how hot Jovich. she was. That's what I'm saying. Maybe no, Ashton Kuchar's. Yeah. Kuchar's. Oh, yeah. Kunis. Yeah. Kunis. Yeah. Maybe he, yeah, that's, she, if, if he had some sight, he would have maybe all right. done Come on. All right. Oh, wow. Stinger. <laughs> Stinger, you, you just went right down the rabbit hole on that one, buddy. <laughs> maybe he was trained by David Carradine. <laughs> Thanks for rescuing me. Where's the crickets? Whispers, you still got the audio boards. Well, while well, he searches for crickets this oh, week's boy. off the wall segment brought to you by the Book of Eli. The Book Check of Eli. It out. And if you haven't watched it, I'm sorry we gave you the spoiler alert, but you should have watched it by now. It's 11 years old, people. Come on. I think John's looking for the music. Time to bring down the curtain on Off the Wall coming up next. It's off Rapid Fire. Time to go rapid fire here on Gimme the Hot Sauce. And I know a lot of Bear fans were celebrating this week because Carson Wentz will not be a Chicago Bear. It's amazing. A guy who was talked about, Stacy as a potential MVP in the NFL back in 2017, all of a sudden became a plague upon the Bears' house. Nobody wanted him. And it'll be interesting to see if he's a star in Indianapolis. If people go, oh, we should have got that guy. See, Pete Pace screwed up again. Well, I think they're going to say that. I really do. Because Indiana... I mean, the Colts are set up to be a very good football team. I mean, you had an older quarterback in Phillip Rivers that took him to the playoffs. Uh, they've got a good defense. You know, they got his coach that was his 
you know, offensive coordinator, Frank Wright in Philadelphia, that he has a lot of confidence in, that he's comfortable with. Some of the things I've heard coming out of Philadelphia that, you know, him and Peterson didn't even talk at all. Yeah. I mean, how, 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 how can you as the starting quarterback and the head coach not have conversations and, and be able to, to communicate with one another? How's that going to work for your football team? Dysfunction. Yeah, I mean, you got yeah. a game plan. They have to talk. I mean, obviously, he probably just went through the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach. That's how they communicated. I'll text you. Hey, uh, what are you, <laughs> we're playing. We're playing the Cowboys this week. What is the game plan? You know, it's like, are we going to do the the pass play that you gave to Foles? No, you're not getting that. I'm saving all the good plays for Nick Foles. Oh, I forgot he's not here. He's in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, speaking of I Chicago, what are the Bears going to do now? I mean, I know you've been supportive of Mitchell Trubisky, but it sounds like they have slammed the door on that. Where is Trubisky going to wind up when the when the music stops? Oh man, he might he might wind up in New England somewhere. Yeah, he could. You know, I mean, he's he he seems like that type of Bill Belichick, you know, type of quarterback. Um, McRoberts, you know, would want to work with. I mean, they they took Tim Tebow. You know, come on. <laughs> I like Tebow as an H back. I don't like him as a quarterback. Okay, I know he won. I know he won a playoff game. I know Pittsburgh. I know the people and the fans of Pittsburgh still can't believe that he won that playoff game. Yeah, but how about Cam Newton? You know, he he went into it with uh, the one guy oh, on the sideline. You know what? The young guy yeah. calling him out. Hey, you're a free agent. But, but see, and, and he was calling. He was basically talking trash to yeah. him. Yeah. It was yeah. totally disrespectful for yeah. a young kid. And I'm gonna tell you something. That was Cam's camp. That kid yeah. was at. Yeah. Okay? Wow. That was Cam. It wasn't just like some random thing. This kid was at the camp. And I give Cam a lot of credit to, you know, because he basically kept his composure. Yeah, he did. But I'm going to tell you what I would have done, honestly. I would have went to my camp director. Found out who his dad is? Uh, no, no. He would have been removed right then and there. Yeah. Don't even call, engage call, him. Call his parents. Don't even engage get him. Get him off this field. Get him off, the, get him off this facility. He can wait in the, the cafeteria for his parents. Because, first of all, we were always brought up as kids to be respectful. You don't disrespect your elders. And I don't care if he's a professional athlete or not. You're at his camp. You, you should be trying to get information from Cam. You want to get to where Cam is. This is a former MVP. This is a former top player in the league. And still can play. Yeah. So you 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 think being at this camp, you got a superstar at this camp that you can learn from. This is why you're here. Yeah. You're not at the camp to clout chase. I'm gonna get on there. I'm gonna get on social media and I'm just gonna I'm gonna torment Cam Newton. That's exactly what it was because people were filming it. And but, he, he got his little 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, and but I think it also speaks on the garbage that's out there. You know, like we, we, we didn't do the story about Johnny Manziel where it's like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, we constantly research clickbait and headlines. And this is something that, you know, I could have done without. I really could have. I mean, because I'm a Cam Newton guy because he played for New England this year and I love what he did, his grit. But this stuff is just garbage. And we're constantly, every day, it's just the, tr you know, the spigot is turned on that needed to be seen though that that needed to be but seen. what's going to happen though but because it doesn't matter because you know what needed to be seen is is how this younger generation has no respect for older people and parents need to see this so when you're raising your kid you're you're giving your kid this is how we don't do this is not what i when you leave this house 
This is not how you act. Yeah. Okay. So that needs to be seen. That kind of behavior needs to be seen because there's too much of that out here now. People disrespect. There. I mean, I grew up. My neighbor. If I was doing something two blocks away from my house, those those neighbors could beat my ass if I was doing. And then they would call my mom and say, Lois, let me tell you what Stacy was doing. Him and his little friends were throwing rocks at the school and they were breaking windows. And then my mom would say. Did you whoop his little ass? <laughs> and then they say, yes, Lois, I did. And I'm sending him home to you right now. And I would get it again. I would get two beatings in one day. For the price of one. Yeah. And then when my dad came home from work, Lord, help me. You got a third oh, one? Oh, my dad come home from work and it'd be like, like nine, 10 o'clock. I try to get to bed early. Those are the only days I tried to get to bed early is when I knew I was going to get it from my dad. So I would go to bed, act like I'm asleep. And then big James King, six foot six James King come in with the white beater tank top on Ready and, his, to and, his, and his army fatigues. And then my mom, you know, my mom, I love my mom, but my mom could, she could sell a story. She was a, she could have won an Oscar. She, cause then your mom, cause the first question your dad asks is honey, how was your day? How was your day? Did you have a good day today, honey? And my mom would go, well, you know, we just say, these kids are just driving me crazy. <laughs> oh, boy. And then she get to crying. And once your mom got to crying, that was it. Cause they it's said, over. Yeah, my it's dad over. would be like, they did what? They, you had to be what? Oh, Stacy, <laughs> get up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. All right, a, yeah. So what? What would? Um, was there a belt or what? Oh, Listen, God. let me. So I'm gonna tell you the truth because that's what. Was it hand be, hand? Hey, so <laughs> so I would get up. I would get up. And I had to go face my dad. So he sit at the table. He'd be eating with a little white beater on. You know, it's six foot six, like two fifty, big dude, and I'm this little kid. So he looks like King Kong to me. So he looks at me. He says, uh, "So you're throwing rocks and breaking windows, huh? Is that what? It, so we teach you at the house." <laughs> is that is that is that the home training you've learned? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so did he say? He said, he go, you know what's gonna happen now, right? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> He'd be like, go get my belt. <laughs> and that was like the Green Mile, the walk. <laughs> he said, go get the belt. Go get my belt. And I literally, I literally would just like take baby steps to go get it. But I had to go get this belt, and he had a drawer full of belts, right? So I'd always try to get the thinnest one and the one that had no meat on it. And I'd come to him. I go, here you go, Dad. That's not my belt. <laughs> go get, go get the belt. my belt. And it was one of those Army GI belts with the hard nylon. Oh, Ooh, oh. brother. Oh, man, you talking about it. So did you throw rocks at Listen, the school again? No, I didn't throw rocks at school. I didn't do anything I wasn't supposed to be doing because James King didn't play. I'm telling you. And nowadays, that would be abuse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seriously. But, but you're not shit talking Cam Newton. I'm not talking trash. I didn't disrespect adults. And I'm telling you, the way you're raised at home, you know, my dad was always big on that, you know, because you're an extension of how you're raised at home. So how you present yourself out to the strangers in public and school is a reflection of how you're raised. So you didn't do that kind of stuff back then. You didn't do that. There was respect. It's not there now. That respect is not there. And we want to make excuses all the time. Well, you know, you know, we, we want them to have an opinion. We didn't have an opinion. Uh, it was dictatorship. Yeah. <laughs> was only one there was no counted. question. Yeah. There was no, hey, why do we got to do this, mom? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, do it. Shut your mouth. 
before you get it. <laughs> you like, oh, okay, lost. <laughs> As you can see, I'm a little traumatized right now, ladies and gentlemen. Just from my childhood. PTSD. All right, here. We'll give you, we'll give you a little of this to uh, get you going. Give me the hot sauce. Give me the hot oh, sauce. Yeah, that was, that was rapid fire. And if Woo! you haven't seen that incident with Cam Newton and the camper, uh, we always, during the week, take you behind the scenes of the show with our bubble up role. We always have that on social media. You can check out all the things that go into our planning for the show. We'll post the video of that if you haven't seen that yet with Cam Newton and the camper. I think we kind of went on the download there, but we're going to finish up with a little <laughs> bit more next. On Give me the hot sauce. As always, we wrap up Give Me the Hot Sauce by going on the download, telling you some behind-the-scenes story from the worlds of broadcasting. And Stacy, some you know, TikTok has become a big thing in this culture, but all of a sudden now we got broadcasters trying to show they can dance, and it, it isn't it isn't going all that well. Your partner Adam Amin posted him doing the uh, the Carlton. Yes, the yeah, Carlton that, dance. That was nice. That, that was nice. That was good. Yeah, you know, Adam. Adam. It was just first of all, Adam wasn't doing it for anything. Right. He was just dancing because he had this cardigan sweater on, which I told him <laughs> that looked like a high school With sweater. The he on was it, missing yeah. the letter. So you got to put you got to put two A's on it for Adam Amin. And then so he was doing the Carlton dance because he had that sweater on, yeah. the sweater vest on. And then our our guys behind the scenes that handled, you know, behind a truck, they decided to film him while he was doing that. They always get you. Yeah, without yeah, his uh, knowledge, yeah. they filmed him. Yeah. So then we win the game. And because Chuck, the, the Chuck Swirsky dance craze has, has kind of gotten out of control <laughs> <laughs> crazy? It's a craze. It's a craze. Okay, I'm giving Chuck. I'm giving some credit. Yeah, you are. It's a craze. It's a craze. So they wanted to play Adam, which was cool because it was a Carlton dance. But Adam, Adam doesn't want to do it anymore. He's like, hey, right, no more. It's, that was cool one time. That's it. So I like the way it. you were singing too. weren't you? Doing yeah, because they, because they didn't have the they didn't play the Tom Jones. So you were you were doing as they were rolling it's out. It's unusual to be loved by How anyone. How quick is King? They, <laughs> they, they roll this video in and he just goes right into yes, his Tom Jones. Yes, I mean it was perfect. It was a good bit because when they were playing it, I'm like, are y'all not going to play the music? Yeah, like, you can't have a guy dancing to a dry, well, <laughs> something dry. I, but I think that's the new craze because wasn't that. Dancing Chuck's last uh, post. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was wondering. I was like, why isn't Chuck dancing to the music? How do you not? How do you dance? He did the hustle the other day when they won the game. But I mean, but when you dance, you're dancing to music, right? Or no? It's just dancing to the beat in his own head. Right. You know? Yeah, he had he had a, he had a, he had some beats in his head. Okay. Yeah. At first, I thought he was having a seizure because okay. I was like, I, you know, he was jerking all over the place, and I was wait, like, wait, Where's the music? Ooh, no, no, elbows in, buddy, right okay, here. Hey, you, you. I'm like, where is the music? Like, you we know, don't so, need no pizza. So, so I mean, you know, before he kind of looked like Fred Astaire. Now he looks like Dead, dead Astaire. Astaire. Yeah. So, with no music, he was Dead Astaire. Dead Astaire, yeah. baby. That might stick too. Yeah, it's like uh, the movie Hitch. Oh. Will Smith trying oh, to teach Kevin James oh, how to dance. Oh my with no god! Rhythm. The, the cucumber, yeah. and he's, <laughs> you know, a Q-tip. I mean, you know. Oh, we're, we got, we're, oh, we got to get a button for when somebody messes up the cucumber. Who put a cucumber in here? <laughs> you're a freak. You're a freak, John Stinger. Stinger, you're a freak. Keep your freakiness to yourself. <laughs> you know what I meant though when I was doing the twist. You know, I uh, didn't know nothing about a cucumber in here, buddy. Uh, that little caught us off guard over here man code violation yeah. 76 i was thinking of the animal house i guess what's That's, he putting you know. his ears <laughs> 
You whispers. never know what Timmy Whispers, whispers. is going to come up with. <laughs> whispers, whispers. Hey, we told you at the top of the show, this is National Margarita Day. And so we're thinking, uh, you know, what would uh, J- uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman be doing about now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, my question, happy hour somewhere. It's five my, o'clock somewhere. Right? My, my question is with margaritas, are you a on the rocks or frozen guy? Frozen. Frozen. Frozen's a lot yeah, easier. Frozen's yeah. good. Maybe a little Grand Marnier to make it a Catalog on top. <laughs> oh, that's a good call. That's the Joe that's Buck special. Good call, yeah. Look at, look at, yeah. Look Tequila, all, Grand look Marnier, and grapefruit yeah. juice. Yeah. Stinger, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No game for you tonight, so you could probably have a couple of margaritas. Yeah, Ooh. I don't know. I'm on, I'm on a limit over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's on a limit. I heard it today. I heard Southside. Oh, got half a beer. He, had a, he had a half a beer. She's like, that's a little bit too much. And I looked over, I'm like, that's a half a beer. He's like, that's a little bit too much. Hey, it's a little bit too early for that, buddy. Well, she was up right and early because she had to pack for her trip coming up. So we oh. wish Southside Susie safe travels going to Alaska. Tell us about the trip. Um, going to Alaska because it's winter and that's yeah. where <laughs> so everybody wants to go in February. Super excited about it. I've never been and um, do some cross country skiing and visit some friends and I'm, I'm looking forward to the break. Watch Will the there be any margaritas? Watch consume? the polar bears. I, yeah, I don't, don't know. I'm gonna bring them. the GoPro. Maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I'll GoPro polar bear. I don't know. I'll let you know all about it next week. All right, well, we look forward to that. As we said, safe travels. We want to thank Horace and Harvey Grant for joining us. They were fantastic throughout the show. Oh, yeah. Watch. You, shout out. Remember the, remember, the, uh, remember the movie The Gray? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, watch re- hey, movie? you ever seen the movie The Gray? Uh-uh. Watch one, it on the plane. Only one Be was careful. Left. Be careful. Be careful when you go to Alaska. The she won't gray. get off the flight. Liam Neeson. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. I've seen the one with Robin Williams when he goes. No, no, no. Al Pacino. No, this no. one. When he this can't one, sleep. This one. This is. <laughs> this is good. You get lost in Alaska. The, the Timberwolves. Yeah. Remember the Timberwolves? They'll the big you. Timberwolves? Yeah. They'll hunt you. Okay. Susan, <laughs> just be careful. Thank you for the warning. The gray. The gray. <laughs> And that will do it for episode 17 of Gimme the Hot Sauce. Stacy, take us home. Drive home safely, Chicago. Beep, beep. I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. Sucker MCs should call me sire. To burn my kingdom, you must choose fire. I won't stop rocking till I.